Hi team, welcome to the Kindness, Curiosity and Comfortable Shoes podcast. My name is James McFetridge and this is an ongoing toolkit for all healthcare staff. Whether you are a porter or a paediatrician, a domestic or a driver, clinical or non-clinical, just starting or just finishing your work in healthcare, this podcast aims to give you some useful thoughts about working for this amazing business to get you through your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope these thoughts are useful and the podcast is fulfilling its purpose as a toolkit for all healthcare workers. So before we start, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell other people, tell your co-workers, share what you like about it. Go on, put it in your work WhatsApp group. Go on, do it now, then it's done. And feel free to follow at JMAC Education on Facebook, X. Instagram, LinkedIn, threads, whatever your social media preference is, and you'll get more information related to the podcasts and other JMAC education updates. Thank you. Today, I thought we could talk about death. Yep, it's going to happen, isn't it? It is the only certainty in life that we will all die. And it feels that we are, in general, very badly prepared for something that is definitely going to happen. And whether we're badly prepared for uh, ourselves and reflecting on our own mortality or those of our loved ones or clearly the mortality of our patients, it feels we kind of shy away from thinking about it and talking about it. In my clinical work, I have unfortunately witnessed the death of people in every decade of life, whether that's newborns, children, teenagers, young adults, middle-aged adults and older adults. And that is very much part of work in the emergency department. But just because of that experience, I certainly wouldn't class myself as an expert in managing death. But I guess within that experience, I've seen the vast array in that context of emergency medicine of types of death and reactions to death. And also vastly more people who have come very close to dying and we have steered them away, either for someone who is still going to die imminently but we've been able to give time to allow their family to say goodbye or clearly successfully treating illness that has been life-threatening. Clearly we wouldn't be very good as health professionals if we weren't trying to do our best to delay death and avoid those well avoidable deaths I feel very strongly that we could do better at acknowledging that death is a thing. And the problem I feel, and I know it's the same with lots of clinicians, is predicting when it's going to happen. Just in life generally, 
remember talking to uh, somebody who had just retired and they were saying the only way they could sensibly organise their pension in their retirement years is to know exactly the date that they were going to die. And it's a bit that like that with patients. If we could know accurately when people are going to die and from what cause, we probably would be so much better at managing everything up to and including that point. And end-of-life care it is so emotive, it's very difficult, it's clearly very individualised and involves so many different parts of the healthcare system. And clinically, if you're dealing directly with those patients who are near death or dying, managing their symptoms can be very difficult, understanding the different care pathways Clearly, that feeds into the local politics of wherever you work about how best people can be managed and where they should be managed. And not to mention the legal issues involved as well, the things that get brought up about powers of attorney, advanced directives, do not attempt resuscitation discussions. And perhaps the common theme is that communication. It's so key. And like everything with communication, understanding the cultural issues where you yourself are coming from, but also the patient and the cultural setting that you are treating that patient in. I know there are some cultures around the world that if you're not offering the family member who is dying absolutely everything possible that is currently available, then you are letting them down and you are not supporting them in a way that a good family member should. And clearly there are lots of people around the world who are unable to access help that may prevent or delay death when needed. But on the whole, understanding that that good clinical care is knowing that death is likely and how best we can manage that. One of the phrases that was only starting to be used relatively recently in the past decade or so and I first heard it from uh, Catherine Mannix who's a palliative care doctor who's written a great book called With the End in Mind. The phrase that uh, I heard her say was saying that someone is sick enough to die and that's so important as clinicians and as relatives and as a patient to know that that is a potential outcome. So we're not ignoring that as a fact. We're not blindly assuming that everything is going to be optimistic. It's also not being pessimistic, it's just being realistic that someone is sick enough to die can help manage conversations so much easier. One of the most difficult things that we talk about in general for lots of patients and is very uh, politically driven at times but also very emotive is uh, do not attempt resuscitation discussion and my feeling has always been and part of what I would explain to people that if you are so unwell that as part of that unwellness your heart stops and you go into cardiac arrest things are pretty bad and whatever we can do to try and get your heart started again, we've still got that underlying illness to try and treat and manage as well. So part of that realistic discussion is understanding where all parties involved 
how they sort of feel about uh, that as a decision that if someone's heart stops, how useful and beneficial is it going to be to the patient to resuscitate them if we can and then still try and treat that underlying illness. And perhaps in popular culture, it's difficult sometimes to accept and understand that when we see and hear stories about people who have a primary cardiac issue that's causing their heart to stop that can be reversed by good quality basic life support and early access to defibrillation and ongoing care. And I'm absolutely a passionate supporter of making sure that people understand how to do basic life support for someone who is out and about in the community and has a sudden cardiac event that causes them to go into cardiac arrest. And understanding and the nuances around those discussions can be so difficult because they tie into our own feelings and understandings about death as well as the culture that uh, we are in. A final thought, especially for the uh, clinicians that are, are listening, it's a really nice uh, podcast about death from the Resus Room team. If you search for Resus Room wherever you get your podcasts, uh, some very nice advice and discussion about end-of-life care, very clinically based, um, and a discussion with a palliative care consultant called Ed Presswood. Just very uh, eloquently going through uh, all the different aspects of palliative care that you may want to listen to. And as I say, the Catherine Mannix book, uh, With the End in Mind, is also a, a useful read. So my bottom line, I guess, don't be afraid to embrace talking about death and acknowledging death both at work and outside of work as well and, and just trying to get comfortable talking about it and think about how you can improve your understanding about how you can manage death in your area of work. Thank you for listening today. There are links in the show notes for information that I've referred to in the show. And if you enjoyed the show and want to help the podcast grow and expand, then please support me and the show and head to buymeacoffee.com slash jmaceducation. That's buymeacoffee, all one word, dot com slash jmaceducation and support the podcast there. Or if you're listening on the podcast website at kccpodcast.buzzsprout.com, click on the heart on the top right of the page or click on the support the show link in the show notes. It's also really helpful for me if you rate, review, like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever's appropriate on whichever platform you're listening on. Again, it really does help grow the show. Thank you. So please take care of yourselves out there. You are doing a great job. And remember, be kind, be curious, and don't forget your comfortable shoes. Thank you to Shekina Studio for the music downloaded through Audio Jungle. Thank you to Beth for the artwork and the photo produced through Canva. And thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting the podcast. The Kindness, Curiosity and Comfortable Shoes podcast is a JMAC Education production. <laughs>